This episode of the Up for Discussion podcast is brought to you in part by Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Six years after he saved the day at his beloved New Jersey shopping mall, security guard Paul Blart is taking a well-deserved vacation. In recognition for his hard work, he's won an all-expenses-paid trip to a security convention in Las Vegas and decides to take his teenage daughter Maya with him. True to form, however, Paul just can't relax and take it easy. So when he uncovers a criminal threat to the hotel, he springs into action. Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, in theaters now.
Hey everybody, welcome to episode 116 of the Up for Discussion podcast. Uh, I'm Tom Zalatnay. I'm Johan Denora. I'm Kate Bradley. We've got a special guest in the studio with with uh, today. I can speak. That'll get edited out in post. <laughs> it I won't. <laughs> All right. Uh, guys, we've got a special guest. Uh, his name is Mark Jumper. He's a local musician who's going to be playing music for the June 30th show of Troubadour, uh, which you might remember was a show that we plugged a month ago with Dale Bernier. And uh, yeah, we've got Mark joining us tonight to play a couple songs, tell us about his music, and uh, shoot the shit. Hello. How you doing? Hey, Mark. Hi. I'm great. How are you? Good. 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 All right. Good. That was a great song. Thank yeah, you. It was fun. No, thank you. All right. Consider myself <laughs> I accept your thanks, and I retract my own. We're so no longer rude. <laughs> well, so rude. He started it. My heart was thumping a little bit whilst you were playing. Yeah. I was like, ooh. Proximity to nice music gets hey, my heart pumping. My heart thumps it. like most seconds of the day. Really? Like most of the most time. of the time, really? Oh, mine's like a, eh, oh, and then shit. only when I'm close <laughs> to a guitarist. Does we go, gotta uh-uh. keep playing that guitar. Yeah. It's gonna die. Good lord, <laughs> jeez. Wow. High know. maintenance. Yeah, oh, Johan's got a heart on his shirt. Yep. What's that about? Uh, it's a shirt with a heart on it. Cool. With eyes. And, and it's look, got eyes. It looks really suspicious. Like like it. you're suspicious of the heart or the heart is suspicious of you? Both. Yeah, right? Well, I think most people that are like have suspicion placed on them are suspicious of others. Mm. You know what I mean? If you know you did the bad thing. Yeah. You, you or think. if you're just if you're squinty, if you're looking at people and you're squinty. If you're looking at people and you're squinty, some... I think there's something going on with you. Yeah, and then you become squinty be and then it's Yeah, or it's sunny. It's just sunny. Maybe mm. you should check for the sun before you well, Past yeah, then I'll look me. in the sky. Yeah. I'll see a squinty person as a step one. Yeah. And then I'll make the a sky. bunch of judgments. And I'll be like, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. I'll look in the sky. Hold on. Yeah. Step two. Weather check. Yeah. And you call, this... call your sponsor and you say, I'm having a <laughs> trouble <laughs> with this guy here. I'm having a moment right now. Did, did you check the sky? Oh, I always forget that. Oh, it's sunny. All right, thanks. <laughs> Cool, man. And that uh, whole time you're like, you have the person in a yeah, headlock. Yeah, they're in a headlock the whole time. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because you never if know. You're right, Are you squinting, know. you son of a bitch? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. It's good policy. Sorry, he's got me, got me here. I'm 20, yeah, look at 21. You. Like, look, look at, at you. <laughs> he's such a baby. You are a baby. Almost Aren't you 21. a baby too? Uh, yeah, but I'm almost 24. Oh. oh, boy. I'm like an adult baby. Baby wearing long shorts. Plus he has a beard, and I can't grow a beard to save my life, so it's like... I feel like a beard gives you three years. That might be a region thing. What? Like a like a what part of Europe we're from? I'm from s- fucking Sweden, man. Yeah. I'm a Viking. I should be able to grow a dank beard and like braid it. <laughs> you know how Vikings have the braid at the end of their beard? Yeah. Sure. Had. Rest in peace, all Vikings that ever lived. Uh, yeah, I wish do I could do you think all that. the Vikings that ever lived are dead? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's like a lot of farmers going and pillaging. There's probably anymore. one just roaming the earth somewhere. Yeah. He can't die, you know? Well, kind of wasn't there's allowed a couple immortal. And he's yeah. just kind of like, well, now what am I supposed to do? But he's kind of like those uh, Japanese soldiers during World War II or after World War II who like were still thought the war was going on. Like they're on like remote islands. Right, right. It's like that. There's like one island off the coast of Sweden where there's one Viking just chopping wood yeah, all day. Just ready to fight. Yeah, hella yeah. squinty. Yeah. And he's super somebody, squinty. Yeah, yeah. But it is pretty sunny. Like <laughs> yeah, around right. on that island, it is the weather's pretty good. So don't, don't judge know. the Viking, the no, lone Viking. <laughs> so Mark. Yeah. yeah. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> are you a Viking? Are you the Viking? No, I'm not. You're not? I'd love to be, but I'm not. What's stopping you from being a Viking? Like, if you had to name, like, one thing? Uh, my general squirreliness. <laughs> okay. I don't know if if you can hear it, but I'm a pretty squirrely <laughs> dude. 
pretty squirrely dude. Mark is six foot three, and I think what do you, you look like about two hundred eighty pounds. I'm two ninety five actually. Okay, I hide that last fifteen pretty refrigerator well. man. Yeah, yeah, how much of that is in the bushy tail? How many pounds? Most of it. <laughs> most of it's in the bushy tail. Some of it, honestly, is in the hula hoop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna ask about the hula hoop. I don't know. Like most of our guests don't really bring in like schoolyard play equipment, so I was gonna. Yeah. Most, not all. Most, not all. Some. We had a couple. Dale actually last time he was here brought one of those, you know, the dodgeball balls. Right. Uh, yeah, dodgeball. It's taped to a uh, pool noodle. Right. That's his thing. Mm. That's it. Yeah. 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 Good old. Pool noodle, that way you can't really tail. gauge when it's going to hit you because the pool noodle yeah, sort of sways. Yeah, it's floppy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Very difficult to gauge. Interesting guy, Dale. He is. With this pool noodle guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wacky Dale. Wacky Dale. Wacky oh. Dale. Good old Dale, the wacky pool noodle guy, Bernier. Yeah. <laughs> That's on his resume. <laughs> that so is ba- his resume. <laughs> and he's holding it in his in his headshot. Yeah. The pool noodle. That's all, the yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been uh, musicking? I've been musicking. Uh, see now, you guys are babies. I'm I'm a 34 year old man. No, you fucking aren't. So Me been, also. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Kate's also a 34. I'm a 34, 34 year old man. human. There you Let's go. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've been I've been playing music since I think I was 16. Okay. Uh, but that was kind of a that was kind of a, like a a weak start. I bought a guitar. My dad paid for half of it. And then I didn't touch it for months and months. And then I felt guilty that I asked my dad to pay for half of it. <laughs> Even though it was like a starter guitar, it was like, I mean, at the time, it was like a fortune to me. But it was probably like 150 bucks. Right. Uh, and so I uh, felt guilty and was like, all right, I should at least try to learn how to play this thing. And then like pretty close after that, I was just like enamored with music and the guitar and writing songs, starting writing. I mean, they were terrible, but I started writing right away. So I, instead of like learning to play, I just wrote songs. Right. So I'm still not a very good player, <laughs> but I got a lot of songs. Sweet. How did you learn? Did you just... Mostly on my own. I took lessons uh, for about a year, um, but it was in the suburbs of Chicago is where mm-hmm. I'm originally from. Uh, so I took lessons for about a year, kind of learned some stuff, some basic stuff that I still use today, but is like, and I, uh, sometimes it's it's embarrassing because it's like, uh, I'm still drawing on like the basic stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And I haven't, I still use it instead of being like, oh, remember when I used to use that and now I use this more complicated stuff. (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah, those lessons I took, I I pull that out right now. I mean, like there's nothing wrong with going back to basics, right? It's like, there's just not that much more, the skill has grown, but the, uh, Let's just, maybe I'll just be nice to myself. I'm a oh, great, I'm great. That's it. I'm just wonderful. Yeah, because you, that song was great. Well, thanks. So don't well, sell yourself short. Yeah. And it, I mean, why is it, why must everything evolve exponentially? I think it's know? just a, a personal thing. It'd be nice to have a new idea from time to time, you know? <laughs> I'm sure the words are different. Have you been singing the same no, lyrics is, since you were 16? No, this is my song. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I okay. just sing it. Uh, I just sing it louder or softer depending on. Oh, good so trick. The next one I'm going to play is exactly the same, but just three times louder. Oh, whoa! whoa it's just fuck. way easier that way. I have a huge catalog of music, and we'll be shocked by the volume. Oh, It'll yeah. wipe out the memory of the initial song. Exactly, and exactly. we're good to go. That's pretty great. You could probably Smart. get away with that. Like a, I I wonder if you could get away with that at Troubadour. 
where yeah, you're going to play like one song and then they're going to do some improv for like five, 10 minutes and yeah. then they, you play another song. If I'm just adamant that I played a different song at some point, they're just going to have to like, okay, they'll play have a different to believe song. you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have to yes. And you, that's, that's the true. first rule. Yeah. Here's a question about Troubadour, right? Because I haven't seen the show and I wasn't here when you promoted it with Dale last time. Um, and I live in a bunker, so I don't like get out much. Um, <laughs> So they uh, they listen to the song now. What are they mostly basing their scenes off of? I'm, I'm like looking at you, but I have have you seen the show? Or I've like, seen the show. Oh, you've yeah. seen the show. Yeah, is yeah. it is it lyrical content or is it like feeling of the song? Or? It's a little bit of both. It's really yeah. anything. It could be anything. Yeah, right. of course. We did a practice the other day, and they you know, uh, I'll probably like say something beforehand, which I learned at the practice is a good idea, mm-hmm. only because I didn't do it, and they. <laughs> I think they didn't appreciate that very much. I said, I have no preamble for you. And I played a song. <laughs> and I don't think that was a, that was not the best option. Not that it was bad. I just don't think I gave them enough. But they go off of like, uh, they'll go off of um, lyrics. And then, so I'll play the song and then they'll ask me questions about it. Right. Then maybe a lyric will stick out and they'll try to pick something from that. Sometimes it's thematic. Sometimes it's uh, when I tell them my interpretation of it, which I have tend to have, fairly cryptic lyrics. Uh, they're meaningful to me and they're meaningful, well, I mean, God willing, they're meaningful to other people. Uh, but if you pick them apart, they have some meaning, but also they just kind of come over you with uh, sort of a subconscious. Hopefully y- you get a sense of this emotion, even if you're not identifying fully with the actual words I'm saying. Right, yeah. And so then they might use something like that. Like it made me feel blank. So they're not improvising directly after you play. They are. They, they are. are. So oh, it's like okay. I'll come out and I'll play a song. Then they'll here's the format, the secret format, secret formula to the show. Big reveal. I'll play a song. Then they'll bring the troops out, introduce them, or at least the first one, and then I'll play another song and oh, they'll gotcha. be listening and uh, you know, analyzing and criticizing those sons of bitches. <laughs> and then and then they'll ask me questions about it, and then they'll do scenes, and then I'll play another song, and then repeat. Is there? Okay, yeah. So they are asking you questions about the song, about that and then they're doing. Yeah, the scene. exactly. Okay, I understand. Exactly. Now. And what's the format of the improv? It's it's like uh, montage? montage. Armand? Is it kind of like an Armando? I guess it's montage. I don't really. I'm gonna say yes because I feel like it's a montage kind of thing. I think it's yeah. a montage, Armando. Mm, Ricky, um, it's definitely not a narrative. No, okay, it's not that's a like no, yeah. No, no, no. No, yeah. Though yeah, I think <laughs> I don't know if there's strict rules. But I think it could be whatever. I don't know. Ask I Dale. Mean, the thing with Montreal improv is that everything turns into a fucking narrative. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, just kind of our instinct. Fuck, eh? Does it? Yo, what the fuck? Does it? Kinda. I don't agree. You don't agree. I don't, I see, don't, enough, agree. I don't see enough shows to. Yeah. To, to agree or disagree, but I'm going to disagree with you. As a person who's done more non-narrative shows than narrative shows, I feel like I've definitely turned a lot of them into narratives oh, by so it's accident. your fault. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. So, so by saying so Montreal yeah, Improv, you meant, you you. meant Tom. You, yeah. it's, I mean, it's it's more in the way that, like, mm-hmm. we even our, like, montage stuff tends to have a lot of callbacks to previous characters and scenes and things and stuff kind of getting resolved in later scenes, and it's not strictly, like, under the umbrella of like a narrative arc, but it right. feels very narrative, you know? Yeah. Like we can't let things go. There's a lot of the main dudes there are pretty keen on the on the narrative stuff. And I think they push it pretty yeah. hard. That's kinda I think they've sort of 
cultivated cultivated that as their their thing, you know. Uh, and so people will go there to learn narrative because there's like you know people like Brent Skagford who's right. and and Mark Rowland who are fucking amazing at. Oh, sorry, I don't know if you can. Oh yeah, we this. can swear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just swearing earlier, man. Oh well, you know you never totally know. Fine. I don't know. Maybe the guest <laughs> yeah, has rules. a different set of rules. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. No, yeah. Well, that's it. It's like we have a reputation as being a good theater for a narrative, mm-hmm. and then I find that that kind of ends up influencing, like things that aren't strictly narrative right. throughout the rest of the theater, just because it's kind of the culture around it's just it. around, yeah. 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 Huh. See, I'm not around the theater. I don't, like, hang out at the theater enough or at all to, like, I, I guess, yeah, I don't notice that. That's funny, right. though. That's an interesting... It's that, a thing to keep an eye out for, because I didn't notice it until Joe Cano pointed it out to me. That's interesting, and it's interesting when you were saying that that's kind of, like, their thing, and that's what distinguishes Montreal Improv versus other improv theaters, because I feel like I've remembered hearing that, like, Second City, for example, has like one way, like mm-hmm. a prevalent like style or like way of going at improv versus like um, IO or what's that other big improv? Uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. Yeah. I don't know if like, you know, I mean, I don't have anything to add right. further. <laughs> so these songs that you were writing when you were a kid, I meant to ask this earlier, like what what kind of songs would you say you were writing? Did you write a lot of like, if you went back and read them now, like how would you feel about them? Uh, let's see way back then. Oh, sorry. I keep moving away from the mic. <laughs> uh, the, let's see, what was I doing? I mean, I, I mean, uh, I'd look back at those and I'd be embarrassed cause they were, you know, they were shitty. Uh, but that's to be expected. But they're basically the same. It's the same bullshit. Like just trying to figure out how to do what I do. I like uh, music that's. Uh, well, I mean, I was like a super huge Beatles fan. Mm. I don't know if you noticed that. It's it comes through my music. Like I'm, you know, the last remaining uh, musician that's actually directly influenced by the Beatles. I feel like sometimes. Uh, You're the last remaining member of the Beatles. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, that's and so I forgot sound? to mention Ooh. that I was in the Beatles in the '60s. Oh, cool. Uh, or in this in the late '70s. You have fantastic skin. Together. Do I? Yeah. I don't think that's for true. Like a, for a beetle? For a beetle? Oh, I see. No, okay. Now I don't feel. But And, and this is going to sound like a lie, but I felt that when you were playing. That I did I was, feel uh, the beetle. That, be- that you were skin? super old. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the Beatles vibe, yeah. I did. Yeah, for that. sure. It yeah. definitely, whether I like it or not, sometimes it embarrasses me because, uh, you know, you, whatever, for the same reason, I guess, that using the same guitar scales <laughs> since I was 16 <laughs> embarrasses me. But uh, yeah, I mean, I fucking love the Beatles. So the the first place I started was trying to emulate them, really, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, but then fair. also like Beck was I was a huge fan of mm. Beck and uh, the Flaming Lips, who I loved. So like those are the things I was listening to back then. Uh, and then and I like was always just kind of pushing for that. And then as I went through that, I developed a style of my own, I guess that is uh just kind of silly i think of it as like weird weirdo rock music it's mildly accessible but also like <laughs> it's like a, they songs that border on like i like that song also like that song was a little too weird for me 
But isn't that, that kind of music that, that you like you listen to it a bunch of times and then it just keeps getting better that's and better? That's what I think. Yeah. yeah. I think it's I I aspire to the kind of music that's like once you settle into it, it, it becomes the kind of music that you really love. Yeah. Because that's my favorite kind of music. Is there there are some of my favorite records I didn't even I hated them the first time I listened. I was like, Oh, this man stinks. And then, you know, five years later you're like, What the fuck was wrong with yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not like Rhythm Nation when it came out. Mm. Janet Jackson. I didn't like it. And I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. That's the best. That's the best. Yeah. I like that in movies and books. And I like when when there's like something going on underneath and it takes you a minute to figure it out and digest it. And right. Whatever. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping will happen with Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 for me. Yeah. It was, <laughs> trust me. I, I watch it every every couple of evenings. Yeah. And it's, I mean, what, I'm waiting what, on it. What are you up to now? What number? Oh, oh God. Uh, hold on. Let me check my phone. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> That's a nice phone. Thanks. Um, it's really big. Uh, yeah, it's it looks like it would fit in a pocket though, like really comfortably. It's all right. It's it fills up the whole pocket. Seventy-five. 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 Okay, okay. Well, and at that seventy-five, are you you st- are you still fighting yourself, or are you starting to? Um, yeah, you know, some sometimes you know what really gets me when Kevin James. It's when Kevin James is like he's so fat, but also. He's so somehow able to save the day. That's yeah. what really tickles me about Paul Blart. He's got like, like the chubby you know? guy agility thing that like of a Jack Black. Because it's like, how could somebody like that be competent in life? Yeah. Right? Is the joke of the film. And at first I was offended and I still kind of am. But now it's like, okay, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good film. Anyway, thanks. I didn't mean for that to go so long. I really wanted that hey, to be man. a one off. One fan to another. <laughs> I could talk about a, PB, a PBMC too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Do you go uh, after the show? Do you have any songs that are uh, inspired by Paul Blart? Oh, I would say uh, maybe ten or twelve percent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is that oh. ten or twelve percent of your songs? Or you like have one, one song, song though. You said so. It's like twelve well, yeah. percent of that so song. Ten or twelve percent of like the first half of the song. first verse. Like. Uh, like ten or twelve percent, yeah, <laughs> whatever that amounts to. Yeah, yeah, sure. Fractions. Man, could we, uh, could we hear another? One? Sure. Maybe your song that you think is the most Paul Blarty. Yeah, that really gets <laughs> to the heart of Blart. Yeah, the heart of Blart's not bad. I'm gonna do this again. <gasps> that would have been such a better title. Paul Blart, Mall Cop Three, the heart of Blart. Yeah. 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 yeah probably. I have to call some people. <laughs> 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 This is Mark Jumper with The Heart of Blart. The Heart of Blart. I like heaven still And a bleeding eye grew Laid down northern one Who was bleeding at the sun Cigar in hand How you swear The fool in life The seed in power too
I was like settling in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always leave you wanting more or less. No, that was great, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. We're yeah. gonna get you to do that a couple more times. I think. Okay. I yeah. feel because yeah. we're enjoying this. I'll do it backwards. Yeah. This is the first time we've ever had like that's not true. This is the second time we've ever had a musical guest on the show. And I'm comfortable being number two. Yeah. Who was the first? Uh, it was this kid. He was like 17 and just a killer rapper. Oh, I was hoping oh, that was a true? child. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Are you talking about Billy F? Like, stop promoting your friends. <laughs> no, it wasn't Billy F. It was um, Jem something. Jem Abaron. I feel bad. So like shout out to Jem Abaron. <laughs> I know you've got straight bars for days, my guy. I'm going to adjust your pop screen a little bit here. <clears throat> <laughs> you moved good. it earlier. Nudge yeah. it up to his nose. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Oh. Uh, did you want me to maybe talk about Patreon for a sec? I'd love if you talked about Patreon for right. a sec. So, as you guys know, this show is totally free for everybody to listen to, but it's not totally free for us to produce. And by us, I do mean Tom. There's hosting fees, art commissions, and ads that cost us a non-zero amount of money. The only way we can afford all that is thanks to the awesome people who support us over at Patreon.com/slash/UpForDiscussion. If you're interested in throwing us even a dollar a month, you could join the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candice, Eric, and our newest patron, Carlea. And I want to say, it's been a couple weeks. Carlea, you are part of the family officially. You are no longer a new member. You are just a member. Welcome. Welcome. And if you give at least $5 a month, you get to tell us what to talk about once a month on the show. Today, we don't have a talking point submitted by one of you guys. You guys are kind of fucking up. Yep. But I still appreciate all of you. Now, if you pledge at the $40 a month level, you can name the bear in our logo. Mm. This week, returning bear czar Kendallin wants you all to know that the bear's name is Sweet Summer Boy of the North. Ooh. So I think that's Tom's literal legal name. <laughs> it's true. Um, and this is the first time we've ever talked about this on the show, but I actually am a bit of a bear. So That is true. A bit? Yeah. A bit. A bit of a bear? Well, like... I'm bisexual. I'm not gay. If I was a gay man with my build, I'd be a bear. Oh. But I'm I'm only kind of, I'm like, I'm a bi-bear. Bi-bear. Bi-bear's yeah. not bad. No. Yeah, I'm like half bear, half man. Yeah. <laughs> Which parts? Oh, God. <laughs> Elaborate. If you pledge at the $100 level, you get to find out which parts. Ooh. No picks. Zero <laughs> picks. We, just, we will tell you. Sketches. Sketches, sketches of Tom's might... bits. Oh, okay. can you do some sketches? I can do some sketches of Tom's bits oh, for 100 bucks. 100 buckers a month? Definitely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Are you a Patreon guy, Mark? Because you're, you're an artist who's yeah. doing art. How can people support you, Mark? People can support me by uh, with compliments and good vibes. <laughs> uh, right now, I actually have an. Uh, I'm working on a project. I'm working on a project that eventually I'm thinking about using Patreon for. So I'm actually curious how it's going for you guys because I have yeah. n- never used it for myself. Uh, it's a great idea. Yeah, I, we we like it. It uh, it's a good way for the audience to like directly help with what you're working on yeah kinda, mm-hmm. you build a relationship there right yeah yeah i like that because i'm i'm making a an online like storytelling uh, telling the story of me mark jumper uh and this time that i spent working at a company called day company day industries uh on a project called bob day's tank engine man which is usually what i play under that's the quote-unquote band name uh, and I'm compiling a, an archive of materials from that time. So uh, eventually, 
you can support me that way. <laughs> but that's a little bit down the line. I went to the Fair website enough. and my mind was blown. Which website? The deal, the initials of what you just said. BDTM. Yeah, BZM. Yeah, BDTM. Uh, PDMC too. With the dots. With the dots. Click. Oh yeah, that's that's a very early. That's technically. No, like no one uh, usually goes to the website. Oh. <laughs> so we let, we just, it's like a test version of something that we're working on that we're just like, yeah, nobody's going to see it. Uh, no, I thought it was this like oh. super thought out it like, is, to play with my mind. No, it is. Okay. Uh, it's not going to be that different than that, but okay. there's going to be more context. Because right now it's just a, it's a web of dots. And you, you, when you click one of them, it plays a sample of, uh, I did a, a fringe festival show a few years ago. And I uh, took some audio from, I took an audio recording of one of the uh, performances and I, I spliced it up, sampled it and cut it up and then turned that into music. And so the thing you saw is like a, a version of it where um, it's all of the samples are randomly distributed on, uh, on this web, this grid or this web really mess of yeah. dots that are connected to each other. And when you click one of the dots, it starts playing audio. And then after a few rounds, it starts triggering whatever oh. dots that it's connected to. Oh. And so then the sounds like they kind of crawl across this web. But it's totally random. And it's totally, uh, it's all little bits and samples that are musical. And they're um, designed to be, to play together in sync without, uh, uh, like they're, they sound good together. Yeah. But it's very abstract. Yeah, and then there's another version that I just finished where it's actually I put all of those same sounds in a row that m match the flow of the actual narrative of the story. Okay. So the the final version it's called the show is called Analysis of Failure, and so this bit is called Analysis of Failure, and the way it's going to work on the website is the there's going to be one version where you can listen to it linearly, and that's that's like uh, my how I perceived it when it was going on. Right. Yeah. And then the part that you saw, the abstract, randomized version, is whenever I try to remember it and explain it to <laughs> someone, that's oh, what it sounds like. Right. So it's this uh, uh, musical, the website is like a musical audio exploration of storytelling and uh, like a lot of metaphorical uses of audio. And, and, then, and then the website itself, God willing, again, if I do it right, will be... Uh, the f usability of the site will also tell the story. So it's not rather than it just being like a list of stuff to listen to. Okay. The way that you use the site will help you learn about the character and the story wow. and and uh, right, yeah. So it's we're we're finishing that up. Still some work to do. So you saw the yeah. You saw the like. For our eyes only slash. Oh, really? It's it was linked. It public. was linked on the I know, solo I, fest. I keep forgetting to uh, take that down, <laughs> but I figure no one's gonna go. But hey, you yeah. went. Do you uh, want people to go? Like, should we link it in the? I mean, if they want to go, it's an experience. They could check it out. I if really enjoyed it. If they're if they're into it, it's a very early version of what we're gonna do. And like, if it's if you enjoyed it, yeah. uh, then I'm sure other people will. And then if you keep going back to the site you know, within the next year or so, you'll start to see more stuff popping up on there and it's just going to get more, uh, I'll give a little more context and that won't be, it won't be so like, this is cool, but I don't know what the fuck's going on. It'll but that, but that's what I, I, I enjoyed about it, that 
that it was so strange, but like there's a process, like you say, you right. click on the dot and the sound starts, and then other things start. I was like, wait, did I do that? What? Yeah, and then right. dots sort of started to disappear. Right, exactly. Yeah. And and then the mind is just constantly trying to make sense of the sounds that it's oh, hearing. Great. I am then, really glad. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Because I've shown it to a few people close by, but uh, they all know my fucking ridiculous ideas. So <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, it sounds great. It's nice to hear someone who really had wasn't yeah. expecting anything at all. But the and website idea sounds so interesting because usually a website is, you know, you've got your categories, you check everything. Yeah, like but Bandcamp or whatever. Yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. But the idea that the store, the website design itself tells a story yeah, and trying, informs yeah, the character. Yeah, trying to make that happen. Very different. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be neat. I, I'm a big fan of uh, audio narrative and, I mean, podcasting and all that. And uh, I like the power of... Uh, audio to be able to tell like really fantastical stories without the you know without the visuals i mean in a way distracting i mean in some ways you know a great movie with visuals is mind-blowing yeah uh but in other ways i guess it's just like you can do that in audio in ways that are really exciting and that's what excites me yeah for sure i i find like when i'm watching tv shows the shows that I like the best are the ones where I can not look at the screen and still mm. get what's going kind on. Of, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Like Frasier. <laughs> yeah. yeah but that's I mean, because the... you've seen every episode like 10 times. <laughs> that's the thing. I've only watched through the whole series like tw- like twice, maybe three times. I've seen a lot of it in syndication. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but like... But at least you can just listen and flip through the script instead of having to look <laughs> at the it. screen the yeah. whole time. Yeah. <laughs> But stuff like Looney Tunes as well, because I mean, because I love soundtracks. I love mm. movie soundtracks, yeah. and I love you know, like I've cried in in movie theater bathrooms because of what they're playing yeah. on the speakers. Um, but and I'm intrigued by this audio abstract stuff as opposed to just like okay, it's a classical symphony of, of music that touches you in an, emo- in an emotional way that we all kind of know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah. you're sending yeah. me in places I'm not used to. That's really cool. I'm glad that you liked it. That's um, <clears throat> that's very uh, unexpected oh. surprise for oh. me. Do you have a favorite movie soundtrack? Do I have a favorite movie soundtrack? Boy, that's a good question. Well, the Clockwork Orange soundtrack, the Wendy Carlos version, if you've ever heard that, it's pretty goddamn good. Pretty goddamn good. Sweet. Uh, I have. I think I saw Clockwork Orange once oh in high school. It's a, that's my. That's where you watch it. Yeah, that's true. It's perfect for high school. That's probably the last time I saw it too. <laughs> but the music, the soundtrack. I don't know if you know Wendy Carlos at all. She no. was. Uh, well, she was a he. It used to be Walter Car- Carlos, and then, uh, whatever transitioned back in the, boy, when was that seventies? So like, at a time when it was a lot harder to do that. Right. Uh, and she was a public, you know, not famous, super famous, but a pretty public figure. Anyway, her music's fucking amazing. She started, uh, kind of was a big pioneer of the kind of, well, I don't know about legitimizing, but yeah, I guess kind of legitimizing early electronic music oh. in a, in a commercial sense, even though she's, I mean, her shit's super weird and cool. Uh, oh man, it's really good. If you ever, if you ever get a chance or think so it's it. so it's all electronic it's type all stuff yeah if yeah it's with like the weirdness of i haven't seen the film the closest i've come to seeing the film is the bit in tenacious d when those guys uh, beat the shit right, out of right yeah Black. that's pretty much it. yeah you don't yeah, need to see i don't need then, to yeah. it's all there no the music it's electronic early electronic music like the kind of stuff that like to get one sound it took an afternoon to make right right uh and Probably, I don't know, maybe. If I'm wrong, there's probably some 
super cool geek out there who's telling me that I'm what a <laughs> fucking moron. But anyway, I can live with that. Uh, early electronic music and where she got particularly famous was she would do electronic versions of classical pieces. So like oh, wow. Beethoven's Ninth, because I don't know if you remember, the main character was a big fan of Beethoven in the movie. So, uh, but she kind of got famous from doing this thing called Switched on Bach, which is just like all Bach tunes with early electronic stuff, which oh, his cool. stuff works really well because it's very mathematical and very yeah, precise. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're, we're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy Carlos is great, but she didn't play that first song I played, right? No, no, she didn't. Huh? That's it. And she probably doesn't have any songs about Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 in that's, theaters now. That's true. Not Which, accurate. It's not in theaters. <laughs> You don't know that. It's in I theaters do. I've watched somewhere. it 75 times. I do know that it's not in theaters. I think There's it's in theaters. So, like, you know, those rich people who have home yeah. theaters? <laughs> I bet, it, I bet it they're playing that. Every movie is in theaters. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, Forever. no, that's the only movie rich people watch. Right. Yeah, because they're like, ha, Kevin, this, this blue collar worker yeah. is so incompetent. Too. Yeah. I is learned it, something today. Is that the blue one where he has a... Blue people people too. And then they they have cocaine and and buy horses yeah, and just yeah. forget it all. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. Then they need to. That's why they need to watch it again yes. to learn the lesson. <laughs> yes. again. How do yesterday? they really? Yeah, how do the I plebs do things? Doesn't he have a segue though? Isn't that a a method of getting around that so. rich people yes. use? Yeah, oh. I've got a segue too. You mentioned cocaine and horses. I'm going to raise you one better. How do you feel about bonus episodes and horses? Uh, if you guys go to our Patreon and pledge, uh, you get bonus content two weeks before everybody else. And uh, our June bonus content is going to be another bad horse movie commentary with me and Simon. So you can expect that by the end of this week. I Have you ever forgot. wanted to brag to all your friends who listen to this podcast about how you listened to something that we did 14 days earlier than them? This is your fucking opportunity. <laughs> this is it. It's a shining moment for you to be able to do that. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. It's actually going to be like 16 days early. What the fuck? I know. You should be charging them extra. I know. I really should. That's amazing. Okay, yeah. did you have a game? I know Tom texted me about how you might have had a game. Why didn't you ask me this before? Because I would have said no. Oh. She doesn't have a game. And now you've set me up to disappoint it's the cool. audience. It's cool. Tom's going to edit this part out. I'm not. <clears throat> that All doesn't right. happen. There's no editing. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, guys. I mean, we can play like, you know, tic-tac-toe or something, that but I don't think that's very <laughs> podcasty. The best audio game. That's engaging not only for the the listeners, but also the players. Yes. Top, top three games of all time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we could play it in an abstract audio way yeah. and just say uh, like circle X and then determine a winner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How would you do a four-person tic-tac-toe? Is that what Connect Four is? Bigger grid. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Connect Four? No, that's a two-player game, isn't it? Is yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I suppose you could be two two player. There's two colors. Yeah. You could be a team. Team, yeah. you team up. Like I mean, 15 against 15 and just yelling at each other. The, uh, <laughs> Put it the there. <laughs> yeah, you just need one per one person with really good hands. Yeah, dropping skills. Dropping stuff. Yeah. And then the other person with a really good mind. Yeah. It's like if there was like a surgeon duo. Where yeah. one surgeon was like extremely steady but didn't really know anything about brain surgery. <laughs> and then there was a brain surgeon who was crippled and couldn't move, but he was really good at explaining brain surgery. That was a thing. It wasn't um, that the guy was 
had any kind of like disability though. Uh, it was that he was uh, black and this was like a, in the past. I don't remember the person's wow. name. Somebody in listening is going to know the person's name. I listened to a Sawbones episode about it. Uh, but this was like, uh, I think like early 1900s, maybe, maybe late 1800s. I don't know. Anyway, he was not legally allowed to perform surgery and he technically was not called a surgeon, but he like knew how to do all this stuff. So he would advise his boss essentially on how to do the surgeries and stood over his shoulder. Like his boss couldn't do the surgeries without him. He stood over his shoulder and like instructed him step by step on how to do the surgery. So we just need that for connect Four, Right. Right. Well, that's it. <laughs> so if any black people are listening and want to help nope. us play Connect Four, nope, nope, nope. This part nope. you will edit. No, nope. the good no. thing about this is that nope. you will edit. No, nope. <laughs> yeah, edit, edit immediately. Do it right in front of us so we know it's done. Edit no, point. but does, doesn't that seem dangerous though? The idea of like if I if you're if you've got your your arms elbow deep in a body. Oh yeah, and I'm like that's a dumb go idea. left. Yeah, you know, like it's I don't think that's yeah. exactly. I mean, it worked. Know? Apparently, I'm, it worked. Yeah. They were just such a good duo, you know? I mean, that's basically what, like, robot surgeons are, right? Are robot surgeons a thing, or did I just No, they are, up? they are. Yeah, yeah, they, have, they very much are. a little they? more sophisticated <laughs> than that. Are they a thing, or is it just the, like, the really steady hands that, like, you're still manipulating something, but there's, like, basically, essentially, like, very steady mechanical hands that do the... Well, there's the Da Vinci one, I think, is like massive and it's got a bunch of arms. But yeah, it's basically probably like you're yeah. remote, you're controlling something yeah. and then it's doing all the steadiness and yeah. precision work. Because I, I was picturing like a robot like person standing over and being like, mm, yes, like the Tin Man. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think that that Tin Man would be better at finding a heart than the regular Tin Man by virtue of being like? I I should hope so. Well, that's fucking good... access, right? Yeah. He's a robot doctor. He's yeah, gonna have yeah, access to. Plus, like the Tin Man, like all he found out was that he already had a heart. Right. So like he was kind of missing the mark, pretty big there. Yeah. Where's my heart? If only I had a heart. Yeah. And everyone's looking at him like, dude, they, put, your, him put your hand him? on your yeah. chest. Should we tell him? <laughs> I feel yeah. like he needs to learn this for himself. Yeah. But all of them, like I mean, the uh, except for the cowardly lion, where it's like. That's kind of an abstract concept that you have to learn over time. I mean, like the what's it, straw man? The scarecrow. Scarecrow. The straw man. Mister <laughs> Straw. Sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> he's like, straw yeah. Man. He's like, I. If, oh man, I wish I had a, a brain, right? Yeah. You do. Just you do. literally like check. It's pretty fucked up. Check. If he didn't. How do you check if you have a brain? Well, that's the thing. That's where the Tin Man comes in because he's really good at he's brain good at surgery. surgery. Yeah. Oh, they should have helped each other. Screw. Yeah. What's her name? Dorothy. Dorothy. Yeah. I should have known that. And Everybody her knows dog, that. Uh, Toto. I was gonna say Tito. Tito. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the Jackson. Yeah. Jackson. yeah. <laughs> so you're the last living Jackson brother. Right. Um, That's uh, you pushing it on that one too. Edit, this edit, part edit, too. edit. <laughs> Let's get back to the robot doctor. Edit huh? point. Huh? But uh, other than the Beatles, what other musical influences? Oh, you said so. Yeah, I said Beck. a few. But uh, yeah, I mean, I love uh, I love a lot of music. The stuff I like right now, um, I don't know if you know Fortet. He's a electronic musician from England, I think. Mm. I really like his stuff. He's a, It's mostly sample-based. Um, he does, you know, he plays like clubs and stuff. But uh, he's got a real cool aesthetic that uh, he's, I think he's got some, 
um, Indian heritage, like India, uh, or s- something like that. But it, so he brings the elements of that in oh, cool. sometimes, and I don't know. He's just got a really cool musical mind. I tend to, I tend to listen. I tend to like his stuff quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But he's a something that I'm pretty keen on now, which is a, a bit more in line with the kind of music that I've been making recently. Um, I don't tend to do too much on the guitar anymore in oh. terms of writing these are all old songs these songs are all like both of those were like 10 years old from a record i did uh that you can't find on Bandcamp under bob dayman uh but uh yeah so let's see what else anything else i can think of off the top of my head well i don't know if you guys listen to kendrick lamar at all but i fucking really a little love bit Oh, you're yeah. A, I'm like the guy for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we had Julian on, Julian was supposed to come here today. But I yeah. love the "To Pimp a Butterfly." It's a fucking yeah. great record. I've only listened to the new one once so far, but I like it a lot so far. But I'm it's very different. L- looking forward to get. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. that it's like it's so such a different vibe. So much more stripped down, but also like the shit he talks about. It's just it's really meaningful and powerful. And I think mm-hmm. he's got. He's got a great flow, and he's got a lot of interesting things to say. And I love how um, there's, to some degree, it almost feels like, as a musician, he doesn't know a lot about music, which allows him, like, he has this instinct. Hmm. And so he's not constrained by the same kind of things, like, Mm -hmm. you write a song like this, or it's got a hook, and it's got this and that. And he'll oh. just flow in a way that feels so natural and and honest and raw. And yet it's still very, like, he clearly, he knows a shitload about music and it means a lot to him. And it comes across, I think it comes across with this, just like this almost like thought just pouring off of someone. And I've read that he, he kind of works, uh, like he moves very quickly and works a lot off of instinct. Uh, so I don't know. I could just be making that up because I read it, but I really like the way he uh, he he's. There are times where a song will make a change, and you're just like, "Why the fuck? Where would you even come up with an idea like that? Like that it, in anyone else's hands, that's a mistake." But like he knows he's just pushing these conventions. Mm-hmm. So musically, it's super interesting, and then lyrically, uh, he's just got a lot of interesting things to say, and like his. Uh, what is it? Uh, his humility and his sense of like where he recognizes that he's a superstar, but also that he comes from these humble beginnings that he doesn't want to let go of. And yet, like, you can't help but be corrupted by that kind of mm-hmm. fame in mm-hmm. some way. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know why I keep <laughs> harping on these other people. But I just <laughs> I really I love music and I love yeah. I love different kinds and. I love the, I, I think I tend to gravitate towards anything that I feel, obviously it's, this is subjective, but that I feel is like honest and raw and real. Right. Um, so someone who's like very well produced or has a great skill, uh, someone who's a great singer is like, that's fine, but I'd rather listen to some, you know, old blues musician sitting on a porch who can't sing to save his life yeah. but that's like talking about something real that i mean obviously again it's subjective but they could be fucking assholes for all i know but <laughs> if it feels like that i'm i tend to be i tend to gravitate towards it yeah yeah i get I, that. I, I definitely connect more to music like i remember when i was 
I don't know what age, at some point in my life, realizing that musicians aren't at the core of everything. Like it's, uh, if you're the voice, that doesn't mean you wrote the music or that right. you wrote even the lyrics. And mm. that was just traumatizing to me to realize that they were singing these things and yet it wasn't coming from them. Yeah, yeah. Very strange. Yeah, sometimes it can be a bummer. Mm. And then other times there are some musicians who are great interpreters of music. Yeah. And like kind of like an actor. It is, get, yeah. You get to be an actor at that point where... What's well, like Elton John. Well, yeah, exactly. He knows he's got, he knows how to emote these things. And he, um, or even if it's another singer who's just taking someone else's song entirely and is, has no part in it, yeah, there is a skill in understanding, like a great interpreter of music is doing something pretty fucking amazing mm-hmm. right. to be able to, to draw from themselves. But it's just like acting. In that case, it's, I feel like it's just you're singing. Uh, instead of talking, but it's you're acting, you're looking at something and deciding what does it mean and why does it mean this, yeah. and then conveying these ideas and emotions that you're still bringing so much of yourself to the table. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's when you get to that point where like it just feels disingenuous that you're that it I start to lose interest. Yeah, right. yeah, because well, there's like a fine line between like taking something and making choices about the way that you want to perform it and like just kind of phoning it in. Yeah. Like checking off the boxes. Like I get my cool chorus. I get my backup singers. I got to have a hook. Yeah. Right. Right. And how the, the, the voice gets all the credit Mm. is still a bit strange. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like, cause to some degree the fucking good singers are a dime a dozen, like guitar players are a dime a dozen. People who can make music, I read something the other day by the, I'm never going to be able to say his name, but the guy who directed Birdman, mm-hmm. um, he said something, I think he said, making films is easy, making a good film is war, making a great film is a miracle. <laughs> and it's true, like, that accounts for, like, every kind of art form. Like, yeah, if all you, the pieces come together. Anybody can do this shit. Anybody can strum a fucking guitar. The only reason I can do what I do is because I keep strumming the guitar and telling people that I'm a musician instead of like slinking away, and, uh, like living in a hole in the ground, like I'd like to sometimes. Uh, and then, but it's just a matter of like you know, slogging through it. And the the good stuff is is the good stuff is hard to do, and the great stuff is generally you have no idea how you did it. Yeah, you know, which is I'm sure anyone has, I'm sure everyone at this table has had that happen before. Or you're like, you're really proud, but you're also like, I feel like I'm not really responsible. Exactly. For that. Yeah, well, I've, I've many, many drawings that I've done, mm. and and the stuff that I spend hours and hours on, I'm like, eh. yeah, it's garbage. And it feels you, like garbage. Yeah, yeah, and then you spend 15 minutes on something, and you're like, okay, that was done by someone else. Yeah, that yeah. was. I don't know. I can never achieve that again. Yeah, that's yeah, and style and 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 content and all that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. Like, I think that that touches on something that's really important when you're an artist is like you have to keep plugging away at it. You have to make a bunch of crap and you just have to keep like honing your skill. Right. Like Mm -hmm. because those hours of practice are super valuable, even if you get nothing tangible out of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're building so much more. It's very easy to lose sight of that and forget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find it hard, like when I'm just practicing something like, you know, if I'm doing improv, if I'm in a practice session, I'm working at like 80% max. And then when I do a show, I'm really, really in it. And so I had a show last night and it went great. And like, I felt really good afterward. And I was like, oh, why don't I ever actually make this effort in class? Right. Yeah. And I just don't. And I, I feel like that's 
to some degree, that's not the point of the class, and that's not the point of the rehearsal. The point of the rehearsal is to be a little more analytical, right. and you kind of have to rein in your subconscious and your instinct just a little bit so that you have time to kind of think about it a little bit and and like actively try some stuff out so that when you get on the stage and you're ready to do the 100%, it flows from a place that is like the muscle has been worked. Right. I don't know. I'm just bullshitting now. But no, I think no, no that totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah, because I, I fall into the trap of thinking that there's this ultimate spot to achieve. Like uh-huh. I will do these things and I will be right. this person oh. or I will achieve this level of skill and then I'll be good. Right. Then I'll be okay right. and it'll all function as opposed to seeing it as a process and from fucking one second to the next right. I'm a different person yeah, and all and, that stuff. And, you know? and you could make the greatest drawing in the entire universe tomorrow and then for the next 10 years just draw a bunch of bullshit yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and then still make another amazing drawing 10 years later. Mm-hmm. It's really weird to think of how even the greatest stuff, it, like the, it's a miracle because there's so many things that are coming together mm-hmm. that might have like that would, are just purely circumstantial. And it just so happens that it was raining that day, which had no effect on anything except that somehow it did. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird. I think about this a lot, like some of my favorite artists, how, you know, I love the Beatles. And then you listen to some of their like solo stuff. And you start to be like, how is this the same person? Because you <laughs> yeah. know they should be better. They've been working harder and longer. And they probably they probably still have the same mindset. Like, I love music. I'm going to make a song. Or like Bob Dylan. I really love Bob Dylan. But like by now, because his his work, there's so much of it, it's like 90% of it blows. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and you're just like, how is this the same guy? Uh and he's probably kind of asking himself a little bit. He doesn't give a shit anymore because he's like, yeah. I'm Bob Dylan. I'm, I'm not. There's nothing I'm looking for anymore. I've done what I needed to do. Now I'm just going to play music for me. Yeah. But there's got to be a little part of him that's like, I don't know what the fuck happened <laughs> either. <laughs> I think I feel like, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense to me. Like I, I'm a big Elvis Costello fan. Mm. And like he's one of those guys who started making music like decades ago and just kept fucking going at it and kept doing it, releasing albums constantly. And, like, I think he's kind of done now. Yeah. But it took a long time to get to that point. And, like, a lot of stuff in there is just fine. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, there's songs that I'll skip. But a lot of it's really great, too. And it's like, you just got to keep doing it. It's true. And you do it. I feel like if you do it for reasons that are honest for you, whether whatever kind of art form it is, then that's enough. Hmm. And as long as you're doing it to try to connect with other people, and even if you're doing it selfishly, but you're doing it for, like, kind of, if it feels pure to you, then I think that's enough. And like the other thing is there's 7 billion people on this planet. Like, and we can talk about a bunch of famous people that account for like, you know, some extremely small fraction. We think of them as like, oh my God, like I'm a loser because I'm not Paul Blart, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, well, that's true. I, that's a bad example. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's 100% we, true. None of us could ever be Paul mm, Blart. Yeah. No. But you look up to these people, but then you realize that like these are just like we have this machine, this commercial machine that pumps out famous people. Yeah. And that becomes our love, our like concept of what successful is or what like a meaningful, oh, this guy knows how to write a song. Yeah. Right? Uh, and yet at the end of the day, like, you 
if you just do what you do, like, what the fuck do you need to be Paul Blart for? Yeah. You know? What yeah. do you need to be anything more than just you and the person? Because there's also, you hear a lot of stories about these people that are n- not necessarily very nice to the people around them or mm-hmm. their families mm-hmm. or they lose a lot of their lives. I don't know. Whatever. I think about this stuff a lot. Oh, uh, me, me too. And beyond yeah. fame, like I realized recently, I got, on, got back on Instagram recently and just seeing, like you were saying, like how many... Uh, people are fucking skilled out there, uh, you know, and and that yes, there's the big famous people, but there's like so many illustrators. Oh yeah. In the world oh yeah, yeah. And so many musicians, <laughs> and like, why am I so obsessed with not being able to, you know, reach the level of this guy over here, right, like right. that I've been exposed to, but somebody else might not necessarily right, right. know, and just be like, relax and just do your own shit, like you said, selfishly. I don't think when you're creating selfishness is necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, if you with the right kind of selfishness, yeah. absolutely not. And I have a friend, or my friend Brent Brent Skagford, he tells me, he has this thing where he's like, he's always advising me because I have a hard time with this, that you have to have a certain level of arrogance just to protect yourself from the fact that you have no business asking people to give a shit about you. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. So yeah. you have to sort of pretend that you're amazing just so that you can can muster up enough courage to be like i wrote this song (laughs) (laughs) yeah because you're right because and it's all it's all creation like what it doesn't have it's only has worth if someone attributes worth to it right exactly so yeah yeah and but i think like the internet has warped my uh concept of because before i would draw and i would draw me paper now it's like the line starts and it's like is, is this going to be good enough to post? Right. Can I post this? What are they going to think? And then you get like 15 likes. And you're like, okay, yeah. I can uh, breathe. <laughs> points of worth that, yeah. I, that I've built it's up. bullshit. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's pretty fucking I weird. I kind of just want to, you know, go into, like, if you could like lend me your bunker for a little while. Oh, anytime. Yeah. There's space for like probably one and a half more people. Yeah, oh, you, sweet. I, no, I don't. I, I haven't gone on Instagram in like three weeks. I can't anymore because uh, it's just... following actors is the fucking pits Mm -hmm. like following like people is the fucking (laughs) no because like here's the thing about instagram like all social media it's like completely contrived yeah it's you're creating a perception of your life that is like completely false and like i do it on it like on social media like what else are you gonna do i'm not gonna like post something on instagram of me not looking good right like (laughs) you know know? but no or like whatever it is like you don't post about how you've had like six days in a row of like doing nothing yeah you post about the one time in like three months that you do do something Mm -hmm. so like going on instagram is like if you're not like completely like confident with what you're doing at the moment, like just super could be super detrimental. Like I, I just, I can't like Mm. go on Instagram at the moment because like I'm in a place with my own work where I'm not super confident about like what I'm doing and like I'm working on it, but being on Instagram, it's like watching people's stories. Like I, like there are people on Instagram who post every time they go to an audition and in my head, I'm like, Oh, this guy's going to another audition. eh?" (laughs) But in reality, it's like, that is literally the minimum amount of at work you have yeah. to put into being an actor is going to auditions. Yeah. There's nothing exciting about that. <laughs> yeah. Auditions are the worst part of doing this yeah. other than refreshing your email 80 times a day to see if an agent <laughs> sent you an audition. So like, I don't know why I go on Instagram and then like see somebody's like, I had another audition. And I'm like, fuck me. My life is terrible. Like, no, this is every, this is everything. Like this is that, yeah. like that is the minimum amount of like required work you need to, to do. 
but it is it's 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 hard to like you said like before your benchmark of like what is like what you're comparing yourself to is like celebrities and it's like in a certain sense you can kind of compartmentalize it and be like well i don't need to be a celebrity like i don't need to be that good yo yeah <laughs> i don't yeah. need to be that good at acting or singing or, or drawing or whatever it might be but now it's like it's you and everyone yeah right mm-hmm. and everyone has a way of like showing that they are more liked or have more value than you somehow because you know you can uh, get likes for yourself you can grow your own following now so it's like you versus a million little celebrities and now it's not so easy to justify like why you aren't in a certain place yeah Hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. so i don't think i have a point here but it's just like that i think no but i think that's something really tough i think it's something really tough for just people Mm -hmm. social media can be like a very toxic place but then i think it's especially dangerous for artists hmm. who already i think for the most part have can i think most artists i know i'm not even going to sugarcoat this have confidence issues yeah somewhere oh yeah, yeah. and there's like there's a reason you're able to create there's a reason you do this shit like you don't especially like something performance based like there's nobody who is like super satisfied with themselves gets up on a stage to like yeah. potentially humiliate themselves <laughs> right, like right. there's something going on there and that's fine but if you have that kind of like cocktail of like not having a load of self-confidence, especially young artists, and then also a, a like platform, several platforms that like actively attribute value to you based on like a like and share system. Yeah. Uh, the, you put those two things together and you can have that. You, like, you have a lot of depressed artists. Yeah. yeah you have yeah. a lot of people struggling to figure out why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's true. I found a lot of uh, inspiration from the newbies though on like Instagram like people who a couple a guy who liked my uh, work today, he has like two thousand followers, and he basically redraws other you know existing characters, and he's 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 learning and he's growing, and he's you know he seems positive. He's like you know, and it's just like cool. You're drawing and you're enjoying it, and you're sharing it with a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't speak to what's going on in his in his mind, but it's still it's still fun to see people just fucking going for it. Yeah. Uh, and this is not to do with this a comment on society or social media, but you have a lot of pictures with dogs on yep. your Instagram. And I just wanted to say that that's wonderful. Yeah, no, <laughs> I love fucking dogs, man. And all those pictures are, sorry, I should put like a more of a comma. Yeah. More, yeah. Uh, I love dog dogs are the best. And uh, a lot, uh, most of those pictures are me just like go walking in the street and seeing a dog and then like asking their owner. I was wondering if I can get a picture with their dog. Okay. That genuinely. explains it. Cause there's so many different dogs. Yeah. Yeah. To like have just like be, have access to a lot of dogs just because of the people I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. The things I do on the side. <laughs> um, I don't get when people, Get, sometimes I'm like in the street and I see a really cute dog and I look at it and I give it like a oh yeah, yeah. and their owner gets all like I don't know their act, their owner acts too cool to, for school and it's like you you know how cute your dog is right I don't think it's the too cool for school I I think about this way too much yeah. but the I smile at so many dogs and I recognize that I'm acknowledging the dog and ignoring the human mm-hmm. and that that might not sit well with the human maybe the human is saying? not confident no the himself. human's wearing Ex- like the human's wearing crocs and leggings like it's chill but i'm not gonna like also i feel weird <laughs> i'd feel weird being like smile at the dog and then like ah you like, too well, yeah. <laughs> oh, very good yeah like you know i mean good job on your cute dog but yeah. no human is ever gonna be as cute 
as a cute dog. I saw a tiny old chihuahua today and yes. a little white <laughs> muzzle and it was just so gorgeous. Yeah. Like, you know those picture sets where it's like, these dogs and these owners look exactly the same. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I guess they do, but I still prefer the dog. Of course. Yeah. Like the dog, you can't get it. You can't get past it. Come on. Dogs are of the best. That's it. Yeah. I just, I don't feel like I need to be shamed for uh, expressing my love for your dog. You know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when like, if you bought a dog from a breeder that cost you a couple grand. Oh, that, you know, yeah. you yeah. want people, it's like buying a sports car. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah, like yeah. you want people to look at it and be like happy. Impressed. Yeah. yeah, but nobody's like looking at a sports car and then looking at the owner and going, that's true. You too. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, but I have I have kind of, I think I want to smile at people. Is that a thing? You can smile at me. Yeah. Because I, I come from a place where I would, if a person was coming towards me on the sidewalk, um, I would immediately start panicking and, and like they're really far away, but I know the interaction is coming. And then, <laughs> and then my therapist taught me to just look up and realize that they're often not even looking at you yeah. and that you're not in the same, they don't care about you. But now I'm like shifting from that, from fear to comfort to maybe I should sort of interact with other human beings. A dude uh, with headphones on, uh, metal t-shirt uh, cross paths, and he gave me a flower today Ooh. just a smile and a flower wow. he was odd yeah but, uh, it was a nice interaction <laughs> i uh I, I kept I, walking yeah i think it's cool to have nice little interactions with strangers but like they can really go sideways you know that's the fear yeah. and i also think like it's a different position because um you're a woman mm, mm. and like mm. um people are already giving you like unwanted like interactions like mm -hmm. all the time I maybe I I'm not that I mean no but I mean like just it's a different thing like yeah. it is different yeah, 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 yeah. like me I you know I'm fortunate to like not really have much to worry about so like I could yeah I could like smile at every stranger I met but like I have thought about that that just a, a friendly smile turns into like hey hey do you want my number hey let's fucking yeah. have a picnic let's fucking have a picnic <laughs> you know the way men say. think yeah when a lady shows interest you want to grab that basket and make some Your sandwiches basket <laughs> The PB and J's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and I also feel like um, as like a bigger dude um, and a guy who like looks like <laughs> with the right haircut and the right polo, like a fucking <laughs> asshole. Like I could look like <laughs> like the person that 90 percent of people are scared of. Um, I, um, I, I, I definitely am like shy about that. I'm like, I don't want when I'm walking down the street, I'm like, I don't want to make eye contact with anybody because I don't want them to think that I'm. Yeah going to say something weird to them yep have you, know you used I mean? your bigness mm. to uh protect people my my boyfriend's quite large and oh. in the metro if he sees like a woman being a little bit harassed he'll sort of just go sit next to her and that tends to mm. diffuse the situation oh, yeah i'm not like um i also look like a baby with a grown man's <laughs> body because of my face so i can't really intimidate people okay and oh I, yeah the no beard thing yeah, yeah. i don't have a beard i can't yeah. grow one uh, so i do look like I have a very punchable face. Like I have a doughy face <laughs> that would be easy to punch. Right. So I, I can't intimidate people, but I, I, one time on the bus, I was heading downtown and, um, there was, uh, a, uh, this gentleman got on and he, he was, he looked like he'd just spent the whole day at a construction site, which he may very well have. Um, and he, but he looked a little bit, you know, whatever. And, uh, he sat down and then, uh, 
a couple stops later, there were basically no seats left on the bus except for a seat right in front of him. This is at the front of the bus near the driver. Uh, this young girl got on. I guess she was around my age. And she sat down kind of in front of him. And he immediately started talking to her. And he was like, uh, he was like, uh, yeah, how old are you? And she was like answering politely. Because I yeah. guess in that situation, like, I mean, it's kind of scary, right? So she was like, uh, oh, I'm 18. I'm like, fuck me, Jesus Christ. Like this guy. And he kept, and then he like got a phone call. And he's on the phone now. And he's talking to his friend. He's like, yeah, there's this pretty little thing in front of me. She's 18. What did you say your name was? And she, I guess, <laughs> answered. And I, I just, I didn't do anything. I just stood up and walked over to her. And like, no, there were a ton of people around me who like were also watching this. Yeah. And I looked up at this guy who was standing above me. He's, again, probably my age. And I was like, what do you think of this? And he was like, oh, I mean, it's pretty, uh, I don't know. It's pretty weird i guess and i'm like would like aren't don't you feel uncomfortable and he's like i don't know so i was like fuck this guy so i stood up and i went over to her and i just said hey would you like to trade seats with me and uh she did without a word of you know whatever and i sat across from this guy and then the rest of the ride this guy was having a completely decent phone call with his friend huh. and he seemed like a good friend <laughs> he was having a phone call and he was like man i i love you man i, I haven't seen you in so long you i hope you and diane are doing so well <laughs> Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see you guys tonight. Yeah, Jerry's bringing some some beers. and oh, It's just been a long week, you know, and I just really can't wait to sit down and, and just shoot the shit with you. It's been so long since we had a had a nice conversation. I was like, why is this guy fucking normal? Well, that's that's the shame of it. The, not the shame of it. The, the unfortunate aspect of it is that um, because of how society functions, that women... Uh, aren't viewed as having much power and therefore mm. like men just sort of think that it's they can do whatever they want and they can be great friends to each other right. yeah. but i can say whatever i want because she's a chick right there's nothing wrong there's not it's not those aren't two parts of him it's the same part of him exactly like, no i can i give women attention because they like it yeah right? they're women they want attention right yeah and like you were saying like she was answering answering politely because oh, you she, never she know what's going to gonna yeah, set yeah, a guy off yeah. you know? and he look he did look like admittedly like unfortunately like judging off looks like he looked a bit gruff and like and and if i was in her shoe it wasn't like he was like you know in a suit and tie which not to say that that kind of person wouldn't also be like very dangerous but this guy he looked like he might have actually been homeless yeah which to, to me it's like okay there's like another set then there's another set of assumptions you make about that that like as a woman th- there's you can't fucking thread that needle you just have yeah. to like I, I feel like but you did you did the right thing and the, to the folks out there if a chick looks like she's uncomfortable, don't be shy to do something about it. Yeah, that's and like, if she yeah. fucking blows you off, then she fucking blows you off. But most of the time, I think it's gonna be welcome. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice that you offered. You know, like, yeah, that was good too. Like on your part to to be like, do you want to switch seats? Yeah, rather than another like male presence being like, mm. now I'm the hero, right? I'm gonna yeah. save you. Oh yeah, I gave yeah. Her the option of just like, hey, do you want to switch seats? That way, if yeah. she did want to blow you up, I don't know, maybe she wanted to bang this gruff old. Yeah, hey, you, you don't know. You never, you never know. know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. And it was nothing like, yeah, it wasn't like I was like, oh no, I'm gonna be save the day, which is exactly why I said like, yeah. Because also, it's not like I'm trying to start a confrontation with this guy, mm-hmm. which I think is like the hyper masculine thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, dude? I don't want to, like, I just, it was just uncomfortable, honestly, in a selfish way. It was uncomfortable for me <laughs> yeah. to yeah. have to yeah. listen to, you know? I don't like, watch this I anymore. can't imagine how the bus driver was feeling. They're sitting like three feet from him. Yeah. Oh, so. they zone out, I'm sure. Oh, God. They yeah. hear a lot. They also lot. probably hear the worst, like, they probably have way worse times. If you're driving a bus at night, oh, oh boy, oh, they're yeah. just yelling. I was on a bus in Chicago once, uh, late night. I was coming back from a rehearsal or some bullshit like that. And uh, this bum, sorry, I'm, I'm going to call it a bum. I got no problem. If they don't, 
a homeless person, bum, I don't, is that a shit term? I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Uh, I don't think, look down on them. I'm just using the word bum. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't speak he, to, I don't yeah, know, I don't the, know. The, what the terms are. Yeah, me either. That's, I don't know. Maybe that's a shit thing. Maybe that's something we need to they, look into. They prefer yes. the term domestically yes. challenged. All right. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Make it better. <laughs> But he started, uh, you know, the back doors, they have a little like, well, in Chicago, there's like a little step down. There's like a little well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he just started taking a piss. Oh, my God. Just right in the well. And I'm, I'm looking around like, and no one seems to mind. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So I went up to the bus driver and she was fucking pissed. She stopped the bus. She said, get the fuck. And they ended up having to like call another bus and they called the police and like another bus. So I think all the people on the bus were mad at me (laughs) because I I stopped the bus. Uh, But I didn't really have anywhere in particular to go. (laughs) You were fine. But I like that she was, because it's like her house. Yeah, it's like, this is my fucking bus. You can't just piss in the fucking well of the back door. Yeah. I just like, once you get off the bus, you're on the street. Yeah. And then piss any there's yeah. anywhere can piss. Yeah. Be had. Anywhere can piss. Anywhere can piss anywhere. be had or done. Anywhere can piss so be I, do. That's an interesting uh decision, but I, I'm going to go ahead and assume that I don't think that gentleman thinks that way. No. Oh no, <laughs> no yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, we're uh, we're actually a fair bit past our hour mark, and Johan, you said you had to go. At uh, well, Renee's going to pick me up around nine thirty. Uh, seven seven okay. nine thirty. Whoa, seven thirty. All right, so we're hanging out for a bit. We're going to watch Paul Blart Mark Mark Two. <laughs> Paul Blart Mark Two. <laughs> <Edit> this. <laughs> <laughs> Man, after all the edits we're going to do to this episode, it's going to be like fifteen. Our names long, and you know? two songs. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be your songs and then like your thoughts on music. <laughs> Which, hey, listen, I'd listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Mark, do you want to? play us one more and then we'll sure should we play one I more think we should and then say outro stuff, stuff and yeah. then finish it off with a, with plug a nice and play song. that sounds Absolutely. good nice sweet well guys thanks so much for listening to this episode of the up for discussion podcast if it's your first time listening uh subscribe on your podcast app of choice i uh, remember you can rate and review the show on itunes which really helps us a lot uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do it at speakpipe.com slash upford podcast. Uh, try to keep the messages short. We got one that was five minutes long from uh, our friend of the show, Ika. Ika, we're not going to play it on the show. That message is too fucking long. But thank you. But thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate your support. Um, guys, click all the links in the episode description. Uh, we'll have a link to Troubadour, which you can catch on June 30th at 9 p.m. at Montreal Improv. It's going to be good. Uh, yeah. You'll see Mark there. It's a really great show. I, I saw the first saw one. And I yeah, really, really enjoyed it. And not only is it a fun show, fun uh, system of having the musician and everything playing, but Dale puts together teams that um, you don't normally see together. Oh, sweet. So that's really, really fun to see. Yeah, it's people. a good mix. It's a good crowd or a good cast this time around. I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. So, yeah, guys, go, uh, go check out Troubadour. And uh, remember to share this episode with your dad. And follow us all on Twitter. You can follow the show at Down With Talking and each of us individually at Tom Zalatni. Johan Denora. Kate Bradley. No, wait. What are we saying? Red Random. There we go. At Red yeah. Random. <laughs> and are you on Twitter? I don't, I don't do Well, I Not think I have Not since 2016. One, there you go. Yeah, I, I, I don't use it very much. I stalked you today. Okay. I don't enough. use social media very much. That's okay. Maybe when the website's gone. Focus Sweet. on that thing. All right. I have a... I'm going to do this first. Yeah, yeah. Play us out. This one, this one, uh...
is a special treat for you. Mm. It's a bit ridiculous, so be warned. <laughs> uh, but I almost never play it, and it's kind of fun to play, which means nothing to anyone but me. Are you practicing for Troubadour? Yeah, this, this is a bit my, yeah, before yeah. the bit. So uh, <laughs> this one's about uh, my brother's dog, uh, which I have a lot Johan of pictures friend. of. He's <laughs> totally cool with that. Uh, and, yeah, the, I have nothing more beyond that. Let me try this one. The Danube, that river The Danube, that river That shines, oh Oh, that river Oh, that river the Danube, that river The Danube, that river That shines, oh Oh, that river Oh, my mother With your pale eyes See me drowning In that river I'm gasping For air Oh Oh that river Oh that river Look at it flow Look at it go Oh, that river, look at it flow, look at it go. Oh, that river that I love. Oh, that river, the Danube, that river. Sweet. There you Sweet. go. Oh, wonderful. Silly that was wonderful. <laughs> That's great. Thanks. I was holding back the giggles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I should have warned you. It's, feel free to giggle on that. Oh, I, I, yeah. I like that. If only I had known. <laughs> Again. Cool. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah, thanks for having Thanks, me. Mark, for coming yeah, yeah. by. Thanks for having me, for sure. Thank you. Thank thanks, you. Mark. Catch Mark, June 30th, 9 p.m., Troubadour. Do it. <laughs>